Week five in the books. Welcome back to Strictly Numbers, where it's all about the numbers. Had kind of a weird week this week, again, with games getting shifted from uh, Sunday all the way to Tuesday. So that was that was kind of interesting. Um, but let's get right into it. The first game was a Thursday night, Bears and Bucks. 20 to 19 the Bears. Um, the Bucks had the lead in this game early. Uh, Nick Foles threw a pick. Really wasn't his fault, though. It bounced basically right off of Allen Robinson's lap into the defender's arms. So early, the Bucks had a lead, but then pretty much from there on out, it was all Bears. Um, for the Bucks, I think the biggest thing that stood out for them probably was Ronald Jones. He rushed for 106 yards, which that was a positive for them. Uh, Allen Robinson had 10 catches for 90 yards, so he had a busy night. And Nick Foles, uh, after that pick, pretty much had a, had a pretty clean game. Uh, some of the big stats for this game was that the Bucks. Uh, outgained the Bears 339 to 243 in total yards. The Bears only had 35 yards rushing, but still won the game. So this game was kind of a weird game. Uh, it looked like in the first half, it looked like there was going to be a lot of points. But then in the second half, you only had three field goals. And, and the Bears ended up kicking that last field goal with 113 left to win the game. Uh, the next game of the week was the Eagles and the Steelers. Um, the Steelers jumped out on the Eagles. They were up by 17 at one point. But the Eagles ended up kind of storming back. They cut the lead to 29 to 32. Or 29 to 31, excuse me. And then they had a chance to kick a 57-yard field goal to take the lead. They missed it. The Steelers ended up coming back down and scoring, and uh, the Eagles lost 38-29. to Some big things in this game for the Steelers. Claypool, this guy looks like an animal. I mean, he was great at Notre Dame. They, they played him at tight end at Notre Dame, but now they have him as a receiver, and he's just big, strong, athletic, and just basically dominated the game. Roethlisberger was efficient. A lot of his passes were short little five-yard passes, but the guys were able to do a lot with the run after the catch. Um, Miles Sanders had a long run, a 74-yard touchdown, but really besides that, he had the rest of his carries were 10 for six yards total, so he didn't do a lot outside of that long run. Uh, Trag, er, excuse me, Travis Fulgham. This guy is coming out of nowhere and just really tearing it up. Over the last two games, he has 12 catches for 209 yards and two touchdowns. I think the Eagles are really excited to have him because now this actually gives them somebody they could throw the ball to outside of the tight ends that can actually get open. So, yeah, so the Eagles drop to 1-3-1. and The Steelers go to 4-0. and the next game was the Panthers and the Falcons. Uh, the Panthers basically 
came out to a big lead during that second quarter, got it up to 20-7, to and they basically just kept the Falcons at a distance. Uh, their ability to run the ball with Mike Davis has really just been clutch these last couple of games. Robbie Anderson has just been such a solid pickup for them. Um, I mean, on the year, he's already got 36, 36 catches for 489 yards. So that's that's huge for them. And uh, the Falcons actually fired uh, Dan Quinn this week and Thomas Dimitrov. So at 0-5, it kind of looks like this is going to be one of those years for them that um, – is basically going to be a scrap it and kind of figure it out. I don't know if they keep Matt Ryan long-term or if they end up continuing to be this bad if they go for one of the quarterbacks in the draft. The next game was the Raiders and the Chiefs. And this was interesting because the Raiders won this game 40-32. to They shocked the Chiefs at Arrowhead, which was huge for them. I don't I – don't, I can't remember the last time they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. But um, the Raiders just had so many big plays in this game. And uh, it kind of started out with a 59-yard touchdown to Nelson Aguilar, a 72-yard touchdown to Henry Ruggs. And then um, there was also an interception that, that was had a long return as well. Uh, some of the Some of the big things that stuck out, during this game was uh Patrick Mahomes was under 50% completions in this game. He was 22 out of 43. And um the Raiders actually outgained the Chiefs 490 to 413, led in time of possession 35 minutes to 25 minutes. Uh Josh Jacobs just continues to be a, a rock solid running back for them. And Derek Carr had a great game, 22 out of 31, 347 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh Kelsey had a big game for the Chiefs, eight for 108 and a touchdown. But um this was definitely huge for the Raiders to get that win at Arrowhead over the Chiefs. Uh, the next game was the Cardinals and the Jets. Uh this the Cardinals won 30 to 10. They got up 17 to three at half, and then it was it was kind of a slow second half. Uh, the, the Jets scored a touchdown, but then the Cardinals just added two more at the end of the game to kind of pull away. Um, the one positive for the Jets was Jamison Crowder, who had a big game, eight catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. For the Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray had a solid game. And DeAndre Hopkins had a big game. He had had a couple games where he didn't really do much, but he had six catches for 131 yards and a really impressive touchdown at the end of the game. Um, yards in this game, Arizona outgained the Jets 496 to 285. And uh, yards per play, 7.3 for Arizona, only 4.5 for the Jets. So they just kind of breezed past the Jets. Um the Jets are a mess, obviously. Who knows how long they're going to keep Adam Gase. I don't know. Uh, they just cut Le'Veon Bell yesterday, so that's interesting. Looks like they're looking for scapegoats right now, but they're 0-5, and they're just bad all around. The next game was uh, the Rams and the football team. Um, this was an absolute... Uh, man. The... The football team got demolished in this game. Um, it was not pretty at all. 
uh, Washington quarterbacks got sacked eight times. Uh, the Rams outgained them 429 yards to 108 yards. So the Washington football team only had 108 yards total in this game. Uh, 35 minutes to 25 minutes as far as time of possession. I guess if you're if you're wanting to get sentimental, um, the one positive for the Washington football team was that after almost two years out of the league, Alex Smith was able to come back and, and get some reps in that game after that, you know, gruesome leg injury that he had a couple years ago. So that if you're getting sentimental, I guess that's a positive. But really on the field, they didn't they didn't show up at all. Um, the next one was the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens dominated the Bengals 27 to three. They didn't do a ton offensively, but um, they did have a, a touchdown on a fumble return by uh, Patrick Queen, the rookie out of LSU. Um, Lamar Jackson threw a couple touchdowns, 27 to three. Joe Burrow. He was 19 out of 30, 183 yards in, in a pick. Didn't really do too much. Um, they outgained, they the Ravens outgained the Bengals 332 to 205. Um, and the Bengals were also only um, three for 16 on third down and had three turnovers. So. Though it wasn't the best offensive performance by Baltimore, their defense really just dominated the Bengals. Um, the next game, which was kind of surprising to me, was the Jags and Texans. I thought this would be a little bit closer, but the Texans pulled away in the second half. Um, they won 30-14. to 14. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a big game. David Johnson had a solid game, 17 carries for 96 yards. Uh, LaVisca Chenault had a solid game for the Jags. Again, seven catches for 79 yards. Um, let's see here. Houston averaged 8.4 yards per play and outgained Jacksonville 129-75 to 75 on the ground. So they walk away with that win, the first win of the year, and they both are at 1-4. The Dolphins and the 49ers. So I'm sure this one was a shocker for a lot of people because the 49ers got Garoppolo back this week and they got blown out of the water by Miami. 43-17. to um, Fitzpatrick had another solid game. 22 out of 28. 350 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, like I said, Garoppolo really struggled. 7 for 17 with two picks. Sacked three times. Uh, total yards, Miami 436, San Francisco 259. Time of possession, 37 to 23, Miami. And turnovers, 3 to 0. Um, Miami wins the turnover battle. So the 49ers pretty much lost the game in every possible way that you can. So that was that was kind of surprising, I'm sure, for 49ers fans and just for football people in general. The next game was the Colts and the Browns. Uh, I had Cleveland in this game, and they won 32 to 23. Cleveland looked good defensively. Um, Philip Rivers looked shaky. He made some throws that were really questionable. 
uh, threw a couple picks. The Browns outgained the Colts 124-68 to on the ground and time of possession, 35-25 to Cleveland. And they also had a, a pick six in the game as well. The next game was the Giants and the Cowboys. And the Cowboys came out how they have consistently this year, getting down big even to the Giants. I know, surprising. Even to the Giants, they get down big. And then all of a sudden in the second quarter, they come out, outscore the Giants 21-6. to So it's 24-20 Cowboys going into the half. And then at the end of the third quarter, before taking the lead, um, Dak Prescott breaks his ankle. It was uh, an extremely ugly injury. Later they found out it was a compound fracture. He's probably going to be out for the year, most likely for the year. Um, So Andy Dalton came in. Um, The Giants then went on an 11-0 run and made it 34 to 31 but then the Cowboys got two field goals within the last 2 minutes um after the Giants just really were being the Giants and and not able to seal the deal they end up uh punting on that last possession only being able to get 15 yards and the Cowboys win um they outgained the Giants 402 to 300 this was just a really weird game i mean there was there was a pick six, a fumble return. Um, there was just all kinds of everything that you could think of that could happen in this game basically happened. But the Cowboys get the win, uh, but I'm still not impressed with the way that they played. They lead the NFC East now at two and three. Um, the Giants are 0 and 5. So, yeah. Um, the next game was the Patriots and the Broncos. That game was postponed because of the COVID stuff. Um, then we had the Vikings and the Seahawks, which was an interesting game because the Vikings came out and took a 10-0 lead, or actually 13-0 lead. But then the Seahawks scored three touchdowns in a row. The Vikings then scored two touchdowns in a row, and then the Seahawks came back and scored at the end and won the game. Uh, Madison played really good in place of Dalvin Cook. Uh, Metcalf and Wilson both, you know, connected a lot. Metcalf had six catches, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Russell Wilson led the Seahawks in rushing, five for 58, and also had three passing touchdowns and a pick. What's crazy about this game is that Minnesota had 31 first downs to 18 and also outgained the Seahawks 449 to 314 and had 20 or 40 to 20 time of possession and still lost the game. The Vikings just seem to be on the wrong side of all these close games so far this year. Uh, Seattle's 5 and 0 and and they look like a team that's that's to be reckoned with, so it's going to be interesting these next couple weeks as we see these matchups kind of line up with some of these top tier teams. The Monday night game was the Chargers and the Saints. Uh, This was a game where the Chargers came out and took a big lead, 20-3 to in the second quarter, and then they let the Saints get back in it. The Saints tied the game 20-20. to 
Then Herbert hit Mike Williams for a 64-yard touchdown pass to make it 27-20. But then the Saints came down and scored a touchdown to tie it and then got the ball back in overtime and got the field goal and got the win. Um, For the Chargers, again, Herbert looked impressive, 20 for 34, 264 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, For the Saints, Emmanuel Sanders had a big game, 12 catches for 122 yards. Um, Third down, the Chargers were 8 for 17, and New Orleans was only 5 for 15. That's one of the stats that sticks out. But um, this is definitely a game that the Chargers could have and should have won. But once again, just like the Chiefs game, they're on the wrong side of that, kind of like Minnesota. And now they're 1 and 4. The Saints are at 3 and 2. And the last game of this week was the Bills and the Titans. And the Titans really put it to the Bills. So um, 42-16, to 16, the Titans go to 4-0, the Bills go to 4-1. Tannehill was extremely efficient, 21 out of 28, 195 yards and three touchdowns. Derrick Henry had two touchdowns as well. Um, this game was close. And then right before halftime, it was 10 to 14. And then Ryan Tannehill scored. So it was 21 to 10. And then Malcolm Butler got an interception and then uh, basically got all the way down the field almost to score a touchdown. And then the Titans offense finished the deal and made it uh, 28 to 10. And then uh, basically the Bills scored one more time and then the Titans scored two more touchdowns. So the Titans pretty much dominated this game Uh, josh allen threw two picks did not look comfortable at all Uh, stefan diggs had 10 catches for 106 yards but um this was all about the titans uh three turnovers by buffalo Um, buffalo was 13 for 17 on third down but was unable to turn that into points so uh yeah big big game for the titans coming back um They'll have a little bit easier week this week, but uh, yeah, that was a big one. So for the AFC and NFC MVPs this week, I have Derek Carr for the AFC MVP, 22 out of 31, 347 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead. That's huge. And for the NFC, I have DK Metcalf with six catches for 93 yards, two touchdowns and the game-winning touchdown to give Seattle the win. For the AFC Rookie of the Week, I have Chase Claypool, seven catches, 110 yards, and three touchdowns receiving. And then three catches, or not three catches, three rushes for six yards and a touchdown. So you have four touchdowns. He had a huge game. And then for... The NFC Rookie of the Week, I have CeeDee Lamb, eight catches, 124 yards, and the Cowboys win. So let's get over here to the power rankings. So the power rankings, let's talk about it. At 32, we have the Jets. At 31, we have the football team. At 30, we have the Jaguars. 29 Broncos, 28 Falcons, 27 Giants, 26 Texans, and 25 Bengals. 
And that 32 to 25 to me is really the teams that don't have a lot to look forward to this year. Um, they're just the teams that are already kind of finding themselves out of it. And from 24 to 18 are kind of the teams that are that are barely holding on right now. It could go either way. At 24, I have the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. Um, they're right there. This is really going to depend on how Andy Dalton plays and how the rest of the NFC East shapes up. Well, by the rest of the NFC East, I mean the Eagles. At 23, I have the Vikings. At 22, the Dolphins moving up with their win. At 21, I have the Lions, who didn't play this week. At 20, I have the Eagles dropping one. At 19, I have the Chargers. And at 18, I have Arizona, who still, to me, is it's on the fence about how they're going to do when they have those big matchups. At 17, I have the Colts. At 16, I have the 49ers. And at 15, I have the Bucks dropping six spots. At 14, I have the Panthers jumping two spots after they've won the third game in a row. I have the Bears at 13 jumping six spots after beating the Bucks. The Raiders jumping six spots after beating Kansas City at Arrowhead. I have the Browns jumping three spots to 11 after beating the Colts. I have the Patriots at 10. Just uh, jumping three spots basically because the other teams that were behind them lost or that were ahead of them lost. So uh, they're at 10. And then at nine, I have the Saints jumping two spots. At eight, I have the Rams dropping a spot. Not because of anything they did, but just kind of the way that things shook out in front of them. At seven, I have the Bills dropping two spots. At six, I have the Steelers staying there. At five, I have the Ravens dropping from three to five. I have the Titans jumping to four from seven. I have the Packers dropping one spot to three, the Chiefs dropping to two, and the Seahawks at number one. So let's get into this next week and some of the picks that we have and some of the games. So the first game of the week would be... Um, the Ravens at the Eagles. I like the Eagles plus seven and a half over 47 and a half. This will be the first game that they have fans in the stadium. I think that it'll be a struggle for them with Lamar Jackson, but I do also think that this Ravens offense has been wildly inconsistent the last couple weeks, even against a team like the Bengals. Um, Tennessee minus three and a half, under 54 and a half against the Texans. I think they win easily, but I just think that there's not that many points in this game. Bengals at Colts. I like the Bengals plus eight, under 46 and a half. I can see this one being a low scoring game as well. Falcons at Vikings. I like Minnesota minus four, under 54 and a half. Patriots at Broncos, 
I like the Patriots minus 10 under 45. Washington at the Giants. I like the Giants minus two and a half under 44 and a half. Browns at Steelers. I like the Steelers minus three and a half over 50 and a half. Bears at Panthers. I like the Panthers minus one and a half under 45. Lions at Jags. I like the Lions minus three under 54 and a half. Dolphins minus eight and a half under 47. I usually won't take a game minus eight and a half, but the Jets are absolutely atrocious and the Dolphins look like they're on the rise. Packers at Bucks. I really like the Packers minus one over 54 and a half. I think they're going to beat the Bucks by at least a touchdown. Rams at 49ers. Rams minus three and a half over 50 and a half. And Chiefs at Bills. I like the Chiefs minus three and a half over 57 and a half. And the Monday night game is Arizona. And I like Arizona at Cowboys, but I like Arizona minus two over 55. I think there'll be a lot of points in that game, especially with that Dallas defense. They like to gift wrap touchdowns and all of that, you know. So this concludes week five, strictly numbers. Super excited to get into these next couple weeks and see how some of these matchups start to play themselves out and see where we're at after this week. So if you haven't listened yet, give this a listen. If you are listening, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll be back with week six, more picks and reactions to this week's games. See y'all next week.